left on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three, bullshit! Welcome to the Title Run Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Buffet, coming to you today from the SunTrust Studios to talk to you about some Atlanta Braves baseball, and that would be the first-placed Atlanta Braves. If you're new to the show, please make sure to subscribe on your podcasting platform. Please make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and you can always email us, titlerunsports at gmail.com. The last time we came to you to talk about the Braves, it was six weeks ago. The Braves were in second place, out about four and a half games behind the Mets. And boy, how things have changed. This is being recorded on Sunday, and as of right now, the Braves look down at a four and a half game lead in the NL East. And it's really been a tale of two seasons. And so, several reasons for the Braves turnaround. Mid-season additions in the outfield, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson have been huge contributors since joining the Braves. They've gotten the return of several starting pitchers in Waskari Noah, Ian Anderson, who just threw a six-inning shutout today, and Tuki Toussaint, who's pitching his best baseball. And the Braves also got a healthy Travis Darno back in their lineup to solidify the catching position. In addition to Freddie Freeman finally finding his MVP form during the last six weeks, and Austin Rye looking like one of the best-hitting third basemen in baseball, with a power surge that has him among the elite in generally every offensive category. But somewhere, somehow, lost in all of the discussion about what the Braves did to improve their team offensively is the fact that the Braves only had one major acquisition to their bullpen, which was by far the biggest glaring weakness of the team during the first half of the season. And while Richard Rodriguez has been good for the Braves, the Braves' bullpen has gone from one of the worst in the National League one of the most reliable, mainly because of the resurgence of two guys Braves fans are ready to run out of town during the first half of the year, and that is Tyler Matzik and A.J. Minter. So just to give you an idea of how amazing Minter has been since coming back from AAA, where he clearly figured some stuff out, he's got six appearances, has pitched six and two-thirds innings, he's given up two hits, three walks, 11 strikeouts, and zero runs. The batting average against him is 091. He has a whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitch, which is just how many base runners he's allowing per inning. He has a whip of .75. Anything under one is really good. And he's striking out batters at a ridiculous rate of 16 per nine innings. Oh, yeah, and he has an ERA of zero. Did I mention that? So, Mentor has clearly found his 2020 form during his time in AAA, and Matzik has been just as good. Matzik, in 11 appearances in the month of August, and all these numbers are since August 1st, has pitched nine innings, given up two hits, 15 strikeouts, a whip of .67, a batting average against a .69, and he's averaging 15 strikeouts per nine innings. Y'all, these numbers are absurd. These guys have found the same pitching gear they found in 2020 when the Braves had one of the five best bullpens in all of baseball. And in addition to them, the much maligned Luke Jackson, since the beginning of the month of August, an ERA of .84 in 11 appearances, 10.2 innings pitched. He's given up five hits. He's given up one earned run. He struck out 16 and only walked four. He's got a whip of .84 and a batting average against of 143. These guys are the reason the Braves' bullpen has improved. Richard Rodriguez is a great pickup. He's kind of taken the role of Chris Martin last year as 
the late innings high leverage pitcher before Will Smith. And sometimes those high leverage situations have been earlier in the game. He's coming in the sixth inning, the seventh inning, and the eighth inning so far. Uh, Snitch chosen to deploy him really at whatever the high stress point of the game is. And he's kind of replaced what you got from Chris Martin, who was very reliable last year and has been very, very inconsistent this year. But you have three guys in your bullpen that have essentially been unhittable for the last month. And they needed to be because Will Smith has been slightly less than spectacular during that same time span. 584 ERA in 13 appearances, 17 strikeouts, but nine walks and a whip of 1.5, which is very, very, very high, and a batting average against a .217. Having said that, he still have eight, he still has eight saves this month. And this goes back to something that Brian Snicker said last week that drew a lot of attention from Braves fans. Brian Snicker said that Will Smith, who had blown two saves in the recent days leading up to this comment, had numbers that matched the elite closers in baseball. And Braves fans hear that and, of course, laughed out loud. Makes a lot of Braves fans angry because we know how just adventurous Will Smith makes nine innings. But I decided to go crunch the numbers. And if you go to the Title Run Sports page on Facebook, you will see this post. It's also posted on our Twitter. But Will Smith, when compared to the other top save guys in baseball, Will Smith has 29 saves, which is tied for second in all of baseball. The leader in all baseball is, of course, Mark Blanson, who we know painfully left the Braves to the Padres, which is another story for another day. Mark Blanson has 34 saves. Every There are five guys tied behind him with 29 saves each, one of which is Will Smith. Out of those five pitchers, Will Smith has the second most losses at six. Alex Reyes has the most with seven. Smith has the highest ERA with 3.83. Melanson has the lowest ERA at 2.03. Now, what's interesting is when you look at the saves and the blown saves. Mark Melanson leaves the Major League with saves at 34. He has five blown saves. The other five pitchers that are tied with 29 all have four or five blown saves each. Liam Hendricks for the White Sox has six blown saves. Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers has five blown saves. And then Jake McGee from San Francisco, Alex Reyes from St. Louis, and Will Smith from Atlanta all have four. Yes, you heard that correctly. Will Smith is tied for the fewest blown saves among the f- or six top closers in baseball. <laughs> so put that in your pipe and smoke it. Now for Braves fans, their frustration with Will Smith extends a lot past just closing situations. In the first half of the year, Will Smith picked up two or three losses in situations where the game was tied and he gave up the game-winning runs, either in extra innings or regulation, which did cause him to have, I think, three or four losses before the All-Star break. And... Those don't count as blown saves, but those are games that the team didn't win because of him. And so those numbers can be a little deceptive. So when you go over and look at the things like whip, strikeouts, batting average against, Will Smith has the highest batting average against of all the guys in this list, the six pitchers on this list, at 213. Second on this list is actually Mark Melanson at 2.09. Looking at whip, Melanson has a whip of 1.13, Liam Hendricks at 0.8, Kenley Jansen at 1.18, Jake McGee at 0.86, Alex Reyes at 1.4, and Will Smith at 1.19. So Will Smith has the second highest whip on this list, but very, very close to Jansen and Melanson. Definitely well within their range. What's interesting is when you look at the strikeouts, Smith compares very favorably. Um, Smith isn't really the traditional power pitcher as a closer. He's not quite as crafty as Mark Melanson, but Smith is definitely a contact pitcher. So he's got 68 strikeouts, whereas the leader of all this is Hendricks, who is very much a feast or famine reliever. 
Hendricks has 92 strikeouts, but he's also allowed 11 home runs, both of which are the highest of anybody in this group. Meanwhile, Will Smith has allowed nine home runs and has recorded 68 strikeouts, which would be the third highest total out of all of the guys on this list. One other thing to point out is that Smith does allow a lot of base runners, but looking at his walks compared to like Alex Reyes, who has walked 44 batters in 58 innings, Kenley Jansen's walked 32 batters in 54 innings, and even Martin Melanson's walked 20 batters in 53 in a third inning. So Will Smith's walks are right there with these other guys. And so the point I'm making is that as ridiculous as it sounded when Brian Snicker said that Will Smith's stats compare favorably with the quote-unquote elite closures in baseball, he actually wasn't completely lying. And I think that Atlanta fans that watch Will Smith know that he is not a lockdown closer. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is that there are no lockdown closures in baseball this year. As good as Melanson's been, he's got five blown saves. He still is allowing a lot of base runners through walks. I mean, there is no 2012 Craig Kimball on this list. So I think people need to realize that and adjust their expectations, understand that while Will Smith isn't the closer we wish we had, you could do a lot worse. There is no John Smoltz coming through that door to close games. And in today's two-outcome baseball, home run or strikeout, Smith's doing about as good a job as all of the other really good closers for really good teams because every closer we mentioned on this list is on a team that is in contention to make the playoffs. So, just some food for thought. Now, to circle back to one of the things that we said earlier about one of the reasons the Braves have dramatically improved in offense is because of the breakout season Austin Riley's having. I wanted to go through and highlight just how good he's been. So, Austin Riley leaves all Major League third basemen in batting average at 304. He leads all Major League third basemen in on-base percentage at 376 and OPS at 915. He is also the league leader in all of MLB in runs and weighted runs created plus, which is become which has become like a holy grail offensive metric by the nerds and the stat boys over at Fangraphs. But it's one of the ones that people look at because it gives a better indication of, of that particular player's isolated value offensively that goes above and beyond just home runs, RBIs, and batting average. Because as we know, RBIs are highly situational. But to talk about those stats, Austin Riley does have 28 home runs, which is fourth among all third basemen. And he has 80 RBIs, which is seventh among all third basemen. To put it frankly, Austin Riley has arguably been the best hitting third baseman in all of baseball this year. It looks really sketchy that he didn't make the all-star team. I thought it was kind of iffy at the time. And now he's a guy that's probably going to finish in the top 10 in MVP voting, even though he wasn't named an all-star, which is hilarious. One more hitter for the Braves worth mentioning is Freddie Freeman. And we have to go back and talk about just how ridiculous Freddie Freeman has been since the all-star break. So just a quick breakdown of his numbers before we wrap up for today. Freeman is hitting 346 since the All-Star break with a 949 OPS, a 413 on-base percentage. He's got eight home runs and 21 RBIs. And I know I said he'd be the last one, but I have to throw in also what Dansby Swanson has done since the All-Star break as Swanson has racked up 37 RBIs since the All-Star break 
10 home runs, hitting 310 with a 360 on base percentage and a 924 OPS. And and when you throw in Aussie Albies and his 23 home runs and 86 RBIs, which, by the way, leads all second basemen in the major leagues by nine, the Braves pretty easily have the best hitting infield in all of baseball. Perhaps an historically good infield. As the Braves have an outside shot, it's not very likely, but an outside chance to have all four infielders finish with at least 30 home runs and 80 RBIs, which is absolutely insane. And in an outfield where you thought you would have Ronald Acuna Jr., MVP candidate, and Marcelo Zuna, a silver slugger, MVP candidate last year, and you have neither of them, the Braves' infield is carrying the offense they're carrying the Braves to the best offensive month they've had in ages with a roster that really is pretty mediocre. That said, when you watch what Ian Anderson did today, what Waskar Noah has done since returning, and what Tuki Desant has done since returning, pitching his best baseball, the approach that Austin Riley is taking as he's hitting the ball the opposite way more, you're starting to realize that not only is the Braves' future bright, especially when you consider Ronald Acuna Jr. returning next year. But the Braves might actually have a shot to make some noise in the playoffs this year. If you keep Austin Riley, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, and Dansby Swanson all mashing, getting really good complimentary play in your lineup from Jock Peterson and Jorge Soler. And I didn't even mention Adam Duvall, who's third in the National League in home runs, and second in the National League in RBIs, albeit a lot of those not for the Braves. The Braves starting pitching is good enough to to make them a team that's a little bit scary in October. Should they be able to beat the Dodgers? No. But you just took two out of three from the Giants. You have the Dodgers coming up. If you win another series there, you got to start hoping and thinking as a Braves fan, maybe, just maybe, we could shock the world in the postseason. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. This has been Dave Bethay for Title Run Sports Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.